Welcome to the Edge Talk Radio Network, your weekly source for information, empowerment, and connection. The Edge Magazine and its advertisers bring you inspired interviews and conversation on learning and healing, on our sacred journey, and on topics that expand beyond time and space. Now, welcome today's host. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. So before we get into the specifics, can you share a little bit with our audience a little about your background story, like your intrigue that called you into this journey and the development of your programs? Sure, I'd be happy to. Well, it was really a process, um, and I I, I guess I do trace it back to being a very young child and having really serious allergies that um, at times were debilitating. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I was on antibiotics probably every year of my life up until I was about 18 years old, uh, at least once, often twice, um, because I would get secondary infections from, you know, from the allergies and, and from the congestion that I was experiencing. And I was also really athletic, and which the allergies caused some problems because I, with bronchial infections, I would, you know, playing soccer, playing hockey, it would really interfere with that. And when I was in college, I uh, was really frustrated after a particular game where I just felt 
really bad energy. I wasn't able to keep up with people. I was coughing a lot. And I went to a local health food store, and which, you know, not too many existed back then. Mm-hmm. And this guy was really knowledgeable, and he gave me a couple things. He gave me a book to read about allergies and natural approaches to allergies. And he also gave me a supplement that was used by the uh, Russian um, hockey team and, and run it, runners that increased oxygen in the blood. And um, I used that thing that next day of practice, and it, it made such a huge difference. Like, it really blew my mind that something natural could be so effective. And then I read the book, and it, it gave some advice about making some dietary changes. I was a huge dairy, big cheese eater. Um, I did not, you know, I ate a pretty much traditional American diet and was always told the more milk and dairy you eat, the better. And I had no clue that there was a connection between my allergies and the dairy, even though as an infant I was deathly ill uh, twice, almost uh, almost dying actually from uh, dairy consumption. But at some point the doctor said, oh, you're no longer sensitive to dairy, so we just kept drinking and drinking it. And um, so I stopped dairy overnight. I basically became just about a vegan overnight and uh, didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was basically eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and iceberg lettuce for about three weeks, but I felt so much better. Uh, my symptoms decreased so dramatically. It just was crazy. And uh, it got me into exploring other things. And having said that, simultaneously, a few years prior to that, I, I learned to meditate and do yoga. And I found that that was very helpful just in terms of my own sense of self and um, also in athletics, which was at the time really important to me. So those, those two things together um, made a huge impact on my life. And I got, because I started meditating young, and I, I always had an interest in spirituality, I went to India in my early 20s and spent almost a year there. Um, I lived in some ashrams, and I also just traveled around. And I learned a lot there. And I really learned about the culture and, and the spiritual practices and yoga and meditation and kirtan and all kinds of things. And uh, that contributed to, to really my practice and, and what I share with people now to mm-hmm. this day. So it was really holistic. Very holistic. That's always been my perspective on things is, is holistic and um, yeah, really approaching it from a holistic perspective because we're whole. We're whole beings. You know, we're not chemicals. We're not just a body. We're not just a mind. And uh, you know, while we're here, yes, we're a spirit, but we also have a body. So, you know, we have to learn how to how to integrate everything as much as possible um, for our benefit. And you know, what happened was with when I started my practice was that you know you go to school and you study different modalities and and I studied Chinese herbs and Ayurveda and acupuncture, and a lot of people get better, and then there's a number of people that sort of creep along, and they like coming for treatments, and they might even be regular patients, but they're not really making a whole lot of progress. And as a practitioner, that's not a very fun way to practice. You know, Even though your patients are paying you, uh, if someone's not really getting better, it's it's not a very pleasurable experience. You know, it, it, it's exciting when somebody makes a big shift. And um, so a, a friend of mine and I decided to, we, we realized that a lot of the problem was was that people 
really weren't able to, either they didn't know what to do or they weren't able to make significant shifts in their diet and their lifestyle practices, or they didn't even know it would make a difference. And so we put together a five-week program, and we discovered that it was it was actually amazing. It was a life-changing experience for the participants and also for us as practitioners because the very person that was a really challenging patient who every week we're trying to like, please don't drink 12 cups of coffee, you know, okay, I'm down to seven this week, yay, you know, where it was such a gradual gradual improvement where nothing really changed. Uh, these people were making, were making quantum shifts in five weeks, and then they became really good patients after that. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have to spend half the session explaining why they need to do this, why they need to do that. So that's what started the CLEANSE program. And now, how long ago was that? That was in 1997. Okay, all right. So about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I'm curious if you have noticed or what you've noticed about the shifts with the wireless fog. I really like smog. I liked the way mm-hmm. you phrased that because in the 90s, we weren't having to deal with that as much, but mm-hmm. now it's just so you know prevalent in our society and i think is added to that gridlock that you know, we're now in holistically what have you noticed with that jonathan in your practice and for yourself yeah i think it's i think it's huge and it's come it's come in waves and um i think when it when it first there was a, you know a year or two into it there was a big wave we noticed uh people being more stressed out um more vulnerable, more sensitive, and then it's almost like on some level we adapt, but not necessarily adapt in a truly good way. We we kind of adjust to the energy, to the changes, to the to the pace because the with technology the pace just speeds up so much. And now we're really coming into another zone now with 4G and 5G coming. Um, it it's really it's really becoming a huge, a huge, huge issue. And I always like to bring it back to um, Ayurveda. And Ayurveda talks about the different energies in the body. And, I mean, this is wisdom that can be applied to um, any time and any age. And the wireless technology disturbs what's called the prana or the vital life energy or the chi, which is the bioelectrical energy of the body, it distorts it and disturbs it, and which is really the underlying energy of the whole system. It basically controls the intelligence of our body and the interconnection between the body and the mind. So, you know, I use this word a lot in my practice, and people laugh about it, but, you know, it's just whacking people out more and more all the time. And um, it's an issue. It's an issue because the 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 technology is not, the companies are not being respectful and the energy is not respectful to the human energy field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping and praying at some point that will be acknowledged, but right now it's not, and it's becoming a real problem, and a lot of people are getting sick because of it. So how can individuals deal with that, and how does your – you've got a, a four-phase approach to cleansing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely want to hear about it. How does that interface – with people's general health, but also this new kind of uh, age crisis. Yeah. So first thing is, you know, we have to come out of, uh, we have to be aware. 
you could say, come out of denial, where we have to become aware of the potential negatives of something. Um, you know, years ago when we first started doing the cleanse, it was really about, you know, hey, fast food isn't good for you. And, you know, some people were, would still argue about that. These days, not so much, at least the people that come to me. I mean, there's a lot more intelligence and awareness about how food affects us. But um, because with wireless, you don't see it and you're not conscious of how you feel it unless your electricity goes out for a couple of days and all of a sudden you feel like you're in the dark ages, but it kind of feels good because everything's so quiet. Um, so the first thing is to come out of denial and, and to become more aware, <coughs> excuse me, and to understand uh, how these things affect us. The second thing is to increase our own vital energy, and that happens through the right use of diet, herbs, and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So if there's a negative force around us, one way of handling that, other than killing the negative force, is by strengthening you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's really important. So in Western medicine, we tend to kill the aggressor, um, but we, in the process, we oftentimes weaken ourselves. Mm -hmm. In, in uh, ancient medicine, in Ayurveda and Chinese medicine, there may be some killing, but it's, very, very, it's considered very important to strengthen the vessel simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So we will become stronger and less vulnerable if we do our best to eat high-quality food, if we do our best to manage our stress levels, if we do our best to you know, turn off our router, turn off our phones, don't wear our phones on our bodies, don't use Bluetooth. I mean, there's a lot of things. And then there's certain things that you can do. Uh, you know, there's things you can put on your phones. There's things you can wear on your body that strengthen your energy field. Uh, there's a mineral called shungite, S-H-U-N-G-I-T-E. You can get it even on Amazon. Um, it's a very interesting uh, stone that is was discovered in Russia that has a very strong anti-EMF quality property to it. So it's just different things to do. So defending yourself and improving your health, increasing your awareness, and you know getting disconnected as much as possible from the Wi-Fi. Which has become like just you know so much a part of our culture that yeah. the withdrawal people go into, like you said, even when you turn your phone off or you lose electricity or you lose your phone, it's like you know we've become so dependent on it it's 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 really crazy, it's mm -hmm. amazing, you know mm -hmm. when you think about it just a few years ago, none of us even had it, mm -hmm. and now we're now it's as if we we couldn't live without it right, right, and we're yeah. becoming so isolated and just in our own sphere because of that. Yeah. You know, we have a whole generation that's used to communicating that way. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the actual phases of your cleansing and giving, you know, give people an idea of what they could look forward to if they're inspired to contact you. Now, they can, they can buy your book and do this, but does it also require that they have some hands-on connection with you well, or you know here's here's the thing there are uh, people that <clears throat> are able to read the book and um do it on their own and you know and and that's definitely possible and i actually wrote the book so that people could do that if they wanted to mm -hmm. um but i've also created 30 videos that go with it and i also offer live <clears throat> excuse me, live in-person classes or uh, live Zoom classes, meaning where you can join a group 
at a distance, and you can it's a live experience, but you're just at the you know at your home, and we are using technology to do that. Mm-hmm. So there's a few different approaches to do that, and that's all on my website, which is totallifecleanse.com. Okay. So what exactly is the cleanse? What are the four uh, phases? Sure. Yep. So I'll just say real quick is that when I was in Northern California back in the 80s, we did a lot of cleanses. And Where where exactly were you in the 80s? I was in Garberville at a place called Hartwood Institute, which was this gorgeous uh, retreat educational center in the hills in Garberville in, in Humboldt County. Is, that's on the way to Tahoe, isn't it? Or is yeah. It? Oh no, Tahoe is. It's a little. Tahoe is more inland. Yeah, this is a little bit closer to the. This is uh, north of Napa. Oh, okay. Uh, I was in San Rafael for 27 years. So. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, it's for like if years, you go yeah. past Harbin and you go keep you keep driving up there. Okay. Uh, it's up there. Yeah, near Eureka. Okay. Uh, got. It. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really beautiful, um, and we were all living there. I lived there for about six months. I actually lived out in that area for about a year, and um, cleansing was a huge part of it. And what was happening was a lot of us would have these great experiences cleansing, but coming off the cleanse, even though we were eating really healthy food, we would struggle, and our digestions would be weak. And, you know, if we were eating just, you know, raw, then we were fine, but when we would go back to cook food or anything like that, a lot of us would would have struggle would struggle with our digestion. So the integration of cleansing, I noticed, was really important. And I remember just thinking, I was sitting in a hot tub one day and just thinking, you know what, I'm going to be teaching this one day, and I'm, and it's not just about the cleanse. It's about how do you integrate afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about your lifestyle. It's not just, you know, I mean, if you clean your engine with something that really cleans the engine but it destroys the engine in the process there's no there's no point or if you can't use the car afterwards there's no point so um doing a cleanse but without taking some of that and having it really inform your life and how you live and how you eat at least to a percentage then to me hey it's a nice experience but it's not hasn't really done what the purpose of the cleanse is which is to really elevate you know how we live how we think how we feel how we relate so that's my vision of cleansing. That's really the Ayurvedic vision of cleansing, too, that we're a body, mind, and a soul. Mm-hmm. And we, we have to honor all those parts of ourselves while we're cleansing. So having said that, when we do the cleanse, we the first week is sort of a gradual entrance. And I call that phase one. And phase one means that you are eliminating certain foods from the diet. You're starting the principles and practices of the cleanse. We integrate things like dry brushing and foot rolling and external oiling of the body and nasal rinsing and things like that. These are all things that we teach. And um, and we're starting to remove the foods that are most common, food sensitivities and problems, the wheat, the dairy, the sugar, of course, the alcohol, um, coffee. We also remove, we can do green tea and yerba mate for some people, um, you know, the junk foods and all that kind of stuff. So we're, we're clearing those stuff out of the diet. We're starting to use some really good, high-quality Ayurvedic herbs that support liver and uh, intestinal detoxification, kidney support. And, um, and then phase two, we do an Ayurvedic dish called Kitri. And Kitri is a, a combination of either 
mung beans and basmati rice or mung beans and quinoa with very specific spices and veggies. We do a lot of that plus smoothies. And um, then the third week we go deeper into lots of soups, lots of greens, lots of veggies. We're continuing the smoothies. And then phase four, we're starting to wind, sort of pull out of that and go back to what we were doing in the in the first week where we're eating just cleanse-friendly foods and removing that. So it's a process of kind of going in, going deep, and coming out and eating. Week four is really eating sort of optimally how we want to eat. And um, all along, we're increasing meditation. We're adding some yoga, some strengthening exercises. And these are things that are very simple but very effective um, that you can do. We also do a media fast and from days 3 to 21. <coughs> excuse me. And, um, yeah, so we do a media fast, and that's really cool because people um, really have the experience of what it's like to really minimize media and, you know, social media and Facebook, and uh, they use their, their phones as little as possible, and that's quite a challenge where years ago when we had all of those was TV, you know, and now it's, and magazines, but now it's so much more difficult for people. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if people make their, or have their business like that, you know, where that's their livelihood. Right. So, you know, if it's business-related, you know, they we don't tell them they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um but what happens is, you know, if you talk to anybody who's on their computer at work, you know, how often do they have another screen up <clears throat> where it's something else other than their work? Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, it gets tricky um, because it's so easy, you know, even if even work can have Facebook. But, you you know, how many times do we go on Facebook to check a message and then we start doodling around and before you know it, 20 minutes have gone by mm-hmm. or half an hour or an hour, you mm-hmm. know. And, and so that's the kind of thing. And, it, again, it is definitely more difficult than it was you know, 15, 20 years ago, for sure. So yeah. how does, like, watching movies or TV or or Netflix or something like that, how does that impact, and do you have them fast from that as well? Yeah, so we have kind of, in the cleanse, we use the word, the terminology, good, better, best. And there are people that literally um, don't watch TV. You know, they just stop mm-hmm. all TV, they just stop all media, um, they do the only absolute necessary on their phone or anything. And that's, you know, that would be sort of the type of cleanse in a sense that we did when we were out in the hills of Northern California when there was no cell phones anyway. Right. Where all we were basically doing was, you know, going for nice walks in the woods and eating and meditating and doing yoga, you know. And that's, that's easy to do when you don't have life responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have responsibilities. And the cleanse is a real-life situation, which in some ways is really good because you're developing the muscles of doing these things in real life. It's mm-hmm. one thing to be able to do it at a retreat center. It's another thing to be able to do it in your life. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's definitely uh, more difficult to really follow the media fast, but it's definitely more possible. Definitely possible. Well, and even just the concept, even if they do it halfway, it, it uh, instills that concept into their mind to right. progressively cut that out. And yeah, you know, one thing with, like, the movies, for instance, if somebody is going to watch a movie, then we talk about the concept, and what you just said is, is a really good point, because having a word, having words for something, I mean, most of us kind of know, well, that movie made me feel good or bad, or happy or sad, mm-hmm. or we don't really know, but 
if you choose, if during the cleanse, what we encourage people to do, if you're going to read something, take you use this time to read something that's inspiring, mm-hmm. uplifting, or nourishing on some level. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's not that you know pleasure and enjoyment. We're not we're not making a distinction that everything else is bad, but we're saying you know a couple times a year, really focus on what's super nourishing for you. So if you're going to listen to music, listen to music that, that's beautiful, that, that inspires you. Um, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to listen, we, like say you're doing the media fast, but you're not really doing it. If you're going to listen to NPR, turn off the commercials or limit it to five minutes, you know. And I tell people, but most people are willing to do that kind of thing because they're, they realize that they, that they really want to, you know, minimize it. But what happens is people will notice, say they are a news junkie, and say they really don't listen to the news for a number of days. And then when they listen to it, they're much more sensitive to being tuned into when they've had enough. Mm-hmm. When they're starting to turn numb and they're just listening to the guy go on and on again and, and they're listening to all the advertisements on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like junk food. It's like yes, they're eating junk food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I notice that when I visit family because we don't have regular TV, so I never watch the news. And mm-hmm. half the time I don't know what's going on in the world, which is also a little bad. But um, but I go That's visit bad. family members where they have the the TV going on all the time, like background, and right. it is like junk food. It's like I come yeah, out of there and I feel like I've been breathing in McDonald's all day. You know? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. You know, and in Ayurveda, um, and, and I think you'll appreciate this concept, in Ayurveda, they look at disease in many different ways, and um, they consider the one of the causes of all disease to be toxin. And a toxin can be on a physical level, mental level, or emotional level. And the way they describe a toxin is something that can't be processed and digested fully mm-hmm. and metabolized. Nice. So if you take in mercury in your body and you can't excrete it, then it gets stored, that's a toxin. Mm-hmm. If you take in mercury and it gets excreted, then for you, it's not a toxin. Mm-hmm. So not to say mercury is good, but some people can metabolize things better than others. But if whatever, you take, whatever we take in through our mind and our senses, on some level we have to metabolize that. Mm-hmm. We have to digest it. Mm-hmm. And with so much input coming in through our senses, through the media, you know, through all these different mediums, that coming through our eyes and our nose and our ears and, you know, through our brain, our intelligence, we have to digest all of that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a junk food. Mm-hmm. Boy, does that make sense. Yep. Yep. Well, we're starting to run out of time. So if people are intrigued and interested in following up, where can they get your book? I think you mentioned that earlier, but mention that again. And if they were interested in some of your classes, did they get all that information on your website? Yeah, they can go to uh, – I have uh, – Two websites, um, totallifecleanse.com, and that's the name of my book, and then also healingessencecenter.com. That's the name of my business. So either way, you'll you'll get access to that. You can get the book in both directions, and you can also go directly to to you know Amazon or Barnes and Noble, like that, to get the book Total Life Cleanse, and it's called a 28-day program to um, to nourish and detoxify the body, mind, and soul. And, it is a 28-day program, but it's really there's so much in there that it can take a lifetime just to get you know to get through it all. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a wonderful. So people process. can do that even in phases. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a lot of it is just educating themselves so they get yeah, more the huge and more educational aspect to it as right. a way of life. Yep. Well, yep. okay, so is is there a direct number that they can contact you, or is it the sure. best yep. to just always go to your website? Uh, you know, go to the website, but I'll give you the number, too. It's 978-369-9228. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan, for this information and for educating our our audience in this, and uh, it's been a delight talking to you. Catherine, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.